One, two, three. Hallelujah. Amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you all for tuning in online. And we're just excited that we get to take advantage of the opportunities that God gives us. Amen. As I've said for many years, with God, it's never obligation. It's always opportunity. Because God could use anyone. But we ought to be thankful that he will choose to use us and allow us to be a part of something great. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for blessing us to be here. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus name. Amen. amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right. Look at your name and say, get your Bible out. All right. I uh, went on this message this morning entitled higher level living. Amen. Higher level living. Now we said last week we're going higher, but let's keep saying, look at your name and say, I'm going higher. Okay, look back and say, I'm serious. I'm going higher this year. You know, you got to expect that. What does that mean? You know, um, well, pastor, you know, I mean, like we're saved and, you know, we're, we're going to heaven and we're not supposed to, you know, love the things in this world. And we don't. We don't love these things. But how many know you still can prosper? You still can prevail. Amen. Why? Because Jesus makes it clear. John 10, 10, the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. You know when he's trying to do that? Every single day. So if I'm here on planet earth and there's an enemy that's out to steal, to kill and to destroy. Let's just put that up real quick. Just go to John 10, 10 so that you understand why we would preach in a way that we do. We don't just believe in, you know, getting everybody hyped and just trying to, you know, like God is a genie. No, but we do preach victory because we have to live in victory, because when you walk in victory, then you have a chance to impact someone else. But when you're struggling, it's really hard to help other people. And so that's why God wants you walking in abundant life so that you could be a light in the midst of a dark world. Amen. All right, the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Y'all know who the thief is? That's the devil. Well, Pastor, you know, you've heard people that are this way. We've even run into them on outreach. Well, if God, if there was a God, why would all, you know, why would he allow this bad stuff to happen? I mean, no, there's a thief. It's not, nobody, nobody ever says, I've never had anybody say that at his door or anywhere. And they say, well, you know, the devil's causing all this bad stuff. They always blame God. Well, if there was a God, then there wouldn't be all this bad stuff. But there is a devil also. Amen. And so the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. Now, this is Jesus speaking. And he says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So what does more abundantly mean? Over and above, to the full. How many know God wants you to have more than enough joy? Come on, man. Is this? 
You know God wants you to have more than enough peace. God wants you to have more than enough money. Can we? Ah, oh, see? Now, churches don't teach. They, they, you know, some religious people, they make it like money is, uh, you know, they don't, they don't say nothing about it. But then the church always asks them for it. And so you might as well teach people. I mean, if think about this. If money wasn't important, why would we even have any of it? We could just be walking around with a God card. Amen. I mean, how many of y'all got a God card? You ever use your God card at Costco? Amen. Just go up in Costco. I'm with God. I'm, I'm with God. Let me get. They don't care if you're with God. They need some money to pay for the stuff, man. So what I'm telling you is we live in this world. We're not of it, but we live here. And so we got to know how to win here. And if this is Jesus saying, this is what I came for. So that means I didn't just come for you to get to heaven. I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Well, you need to line your expectations up with his. Say, if that's what he paid for, then I'm going to receive it. And so I'm willing to go up because that's what he wants. He wants me to live a prosperous life. He wants, I believe that God wants every family in this church blessed. Y'all didn't hear me. Now, this could be going out on a ledge or somewhat unrealistic. I believe God wants every family in this church to be prospering in every area. I believe God wants everybody healthy. See, I got like one or two. Amen. So I got to work on y'all believing for health. Because if I say something like I believe God wants every family healthy, you ought to be like, amen. That's on me. I know that's what he wants. So I'll take it. God wants every family, not just in this church, but I'm this is where we're at. So I'm saying it over. I know what he, I pray about this church and I know he wants every family healthy. He wants every family wealthy. Come on. He wants every family to be filled with peace. Amen. How many know he don't want these fam- y'all up and just coming to church, but then going home, tearing up the house, acting a fool. Oh, yeah. I say, why? Pastor said we acting a fool. I didn't. Not now, if the shoe fits. But that ain't what God wants. God wants you filled with peace to where this is overflowing, where you got, man, this thing is working. This is what he wants. And we got to be a people that come into agreement with what God wants. We got to stop working against God. We got to stop allowing the enemy to pull us down because it's the enemy that is out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Well, I'm surely not going to help him destroy me. What kind of sense does that make? I'm going to help the devil destroy my life. No, I'm going to side with Jesus. How many of y'all ready to jump on Jesus' side today? Amen. You say, I'm going I'm to stay over there with Jesus. Well, that's what he wants. And so if you think about it, you got, now imagine what it's going to look like in the world when you're walking in victory. Now, you're already walking in a level of victory, but you got to always be willing to go up. Don't you know that your greatest witness is your walk? And so, you know, somebody, you can tell somebody, man, oh, Jesus is love, Jesus is that. But, but you know, they don't see, you just, man, they don't see no joy on you. They don't see anything that's good about Jesus on you. But yet you trying to win them to Jesus. But yet they're like, well, you talking that Jesus talk, 
But, you know, my cousin ain't talking that and they prospering pretty good. So I'm, I'm trying to listen to what they're doing. Well, God wants the church to be the greatest advertisement. God wants the church to be on display to where people see us walking and they know we with the king. Amen. They could see from a distance and then, oh, he woo, there's something different going on with him. And then we're to let our light shine before men. Why? That they may glorify. One more scripture. I'm, I'm, I know I'm keeping y'all busy, but uh, yeah, get used to that. But um, <laughs> amen. <laughs> Praise God. But um, Matthew 5.14. Matthew 5.14. Somewhere in there. So we don't hide this light. And this light is going to be seen by everyone. You are the light of the world. You see that? A city that is on a hill cannot be hid. Listen, once you give your life to Jesus, you can't be hid. You can't be no closet Christian. Come on. People say, oh, well, you know, I'm just kind of keep my faith to myself. You know, you need to read this because as soon as you get with Jesus, man, I'm telling you, it's like that Batman light. That light is on. And even when you don't want people to see you, they're going to see it anyway, because it's his light is too powerful to be contained. And if you really get with him, he's going to change everything about you. You're not even going to be able to try to act like you used to if you wanted to, because his power is that great. Let me let me keep reading that verse 15 on that Matthew. So. Um, so we know we're light. And it says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and give it and it give it light unto all that are in the house. Next verse. So this is what we got. So this is us. Look at your name and say, let your light shine. OK, OK, OK. Well, what kind of light you got? Come on, you got a broke down light or you got a good light? I'm just saying, I wonder what kind of light you got. Come on. You you got a uh, a. a Joyous light, come on somebody, or, or you got a, I'm barely making it light. Huh? You, we cannot be giving this image to the world. We cannot be giving this Now what kind of sense does it make when we talking just like them? Everybody said, whoo, you know everything's going around right now. And we say, yeah, it sure is. It's been coming over my house, been coming to your house, and been... We're not supposed to be talking like that. We're supposed to be talking about, oh, my God is able. Um, the, I plead the blood, amen, I, the, the power of the blood. We ought not be worried about anything. And then guess what? The world sees that. You're not upset? How come you're not upset? Because my God is on the throne. That, that's why I'm not worried about it, because God's got it. Come on, Jesus already went to the cross. He's not going back. And so everything in regards to my life is going to work out. Well, you got to live like that. That's light. See, that's light. Letting your light shine is not wearing a, a big old cross jumpsuit. Come on. Wearing a, just running around with a big cross jumpsuit. Talking about, I'm with Jesus. That is not letting your light shine. Letting your light shine is when you have joy, when everybody else is sorrowful. Letting your light shine is when you have hope. When everybody else is giving up, letting your light shine is when you are speaking kingdom, when everybody else is speaking doom. That's letting your light shine. Let your light so shine before men. See, so what does this mean? You can't be a seeker Christian. 
You can't just, your people at your home know you're Christian, but your coworkers don't know. If your coworkers don't know you saved, that's a problem, man. I'm going to tell you that right now. That You've been able to hide something that you shouldn't have been able to hide. Amen. Amen. They ought to start attaching Christian to your name. They say, oh, you know so-and-so? You know brother so-and-so? Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about, the Christian? Oh, can I get amen right there? Come on, somebody. That's how it's supposed to be. Because we're letting our light shine. Let your light so shine before men that they may see. What's this? Y'all see this? You're not going to get this at the Hyper Grace Church. Come on. The Hyper Grace Church is going to tell you, live any kind of way you want. God already knows your heart. You're going to be, no, you ain't going to be all right. You have some accountability here. Amen. He says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. They're going to see it. They're going to see you at work and everybody else is mad and the atmosphere is all chaotic and you over there with all that peace. Come on. People coming at you with attitudes and Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody, they coming at you with attitudes and and but then you just giving love back. Amen. That don't make sense, but it's kingdom. Right. And now you're changing atmospheres. Well, that's good works. So let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father. So when they see good works, it's not for us to say, see, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. No, there are going to be people that see you that you don't know is looking at you. But then they're going to glorify your father because they see what you're doing. That even in the midst of all this stuff. And man, I'm telling you, your witness is going to last the test of time. And you don't know when that time of salvation is going to come for someone. But people will see you and they will see you. And me and my wife were just talking about that. We had a chance to visit one of my uh, friends, one of my old uh, business uh, friends that I had. But he knows We've been able to provide a consistent witness for him all these years. He's never seen anything different. And so guess what? When his time to return to Christ, because he was with him at one time and he walked away. But when that time comes for him to return to Christ, guess what he's going to be reminded of? The consistent witness. He's never seen us act in any other way than what we've spoken about all these years and so that's light and when people see that light they're going to be drawn to our heavenly father amen and this is what's going to cause people to come in and so i had to say all of that to help us to just be accepting of what god is doing and really what god has already done so don't resist messages like higher level living because It might sound good, higher level living, but there's going to be some responsibility on your part. One thing you're always going to get at this church, I don't even know how to avoid it. It's always going to come back down to what you're going to do. Now, you can get a lot of hyping and a lot of hooping and hyping and and a lot of people talking about, you know what, man, God's going to make you a millionaire this year. No, it's not. You don't even tithe. So somebody lied to you. You think God's going to make you a millionaire? You don't even cut the tithe check. What you talking about up in here, man? All these people playing with God. God ain't doing that. He don't act outside of his word. 
But everybody will get you hyped. Come on, man. Come in here, man. This is it. And then people get to going and they get excited. The energy is pumping. And all of a sudden they think that, oh, man, this is, I'm, shoot, I'm going to sow some seed. I'm going to put some seed on the offer. Man, take that seed back if you ain't tithing. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't hear me up in here. I said, man, it was moving. I felt the spirit. I had went out and put something on the altar because what? You think you're going to get something? You think you're going to get something coming from who? It ain't coming from God. God respond. He don't listen. God don't respond to no emotions, man. God responds to obedience. He don't respond to nobody playing the organ real good. He don't respond to nobody moving in the. He don't respond to that. He responds to obedience. Consistently. Hmm? That's how God moves. God moves on faithful, consistent, day in, day out. That's what God moves on. And so that's what God is uh, helping us to know at this church. Maybe it ain't popular. But how many know you don't need to win a popularity contest. You just need to be with God. Because if you got a whole bunch of people with the world. Everybody's on this cruise ship that's sinking. Oh, but it's going down on that cruise ship, Pastor. You just don't know. It's on and popping out there, though. Go ahead. But pretty soon, everybody's going to realize, oh, wait, what's going on? Yeah, you're sinking. So we need to stay on God's side and do things right all the time. Become consistent. In the things of God. And then God's going to cause you to rise and go higher. And so once again, ain't no hype, ain't no emotions. It's obedience. And so if we're talking about higher level living, let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 58, 14. I touched on this maybe Wednesday, but I want to get into this some more. Isaiah 58, 14. We'll go King James and then we'll go message. But It says, then shalt thou thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. If God said it, it's going to come to pass. And so he's going to cause you to ride high, meaning above. And riding is faster than walking. So there's a place that God has for us, and it's above. Now, coming down into this scripture, it requires some obedience. But if we start to understand that this is what God is going to cause. Now, there is a way to rise above everything that's happening on planet Earth. Do you know that there's answers to your problems that are above you that you can rise up and get them and bring them into your situation? Amen. You're not going to fix your situation staying where you are. But if you look up. And you look unto the hills from which cometh your help. Your help comes in the name of the Lord. Then now on high, you can pull some stuff down. I mean, oh, God's got answers to marital problems. Come on, somebody. He's got answers to problems going on in your body. He's got answers to problems going on in your mind. Come on. He's got answers to problems going on with your kids. You just got to know how to get up there. It ain't going to happen down here. All this stuff down here, we just looking at each other. And then we just, you know running into each other. Nothing's getting accomplished. But if we can go up, now we can get the answers that we need. And so he says, 
He's going to cause us to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed us with the heritage of Jacob, thy father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And so we're going up now. Look at this in the message translation. So in the message translation on this one, he says, um, then you will be free to enjoy God. Stop right there. What did, did you know you can enjoy your relationship with God? Anybody here? I think sometimes when like young people don't want to come to God is because God has been presented in some way that they're going to just lose out on everything. They're going to have to take God and woo. That's just, man, you take God. You're not going to get to have no fun. You're not going to get to experience. No, people are introducing God the wrong way. Then you'll be free to enjoy God. Oh, I'll make you ride high and soar above it all. Now, there's a way up over your problems, but you got to be willing to go up. Now, would you be OK with God taking you up and say, I'm going to lift you up above all of this and I'm going to do it this year. Amen. Come on. I'm going to lift you up above all this stuff. This stuff. See, you don't want to get caught up living in the maze and you're down there in the maze and you're just looking at everything and everything is on you in the maze. And you got to figure out how to get out of it. You got, and then what do you have? Pressure. And people get pressure. And then they start manifesting health issues. And they start doing all this stuff because they're living in the maze. But God says, I'll cause you to rise up. And he says, I'll make you ride high and soar above it all. And this is what God is looking to do. He's going to make us ride on the high places. So that lets you know there are some high places. And then God will cause us to ride high and soar above it all. But we got to be willing to do things God's way. Now, we could say we want to go up, but do we really? And I say, yes, I want to start doing everything God's way. I don't want to do anything my way anymore. Come on. I don't want to. You know, some people are stubborn, right? They're stubborn and they get set in their ways. You ever heard that? Term, well, you just kind of set in your ways. Well, how many know if your ways are wrong, you need to get unset. You need to come out of that because you want to get to what God has. Let's go to Isaiah 55 now. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 in the King James. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Y'all see that? For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Have you ever thought about a problem and even thought about a solution and then God fixed it in a way that you never even considered? So why did he come through and fix it in a way you hadn't considered? Because it came from a higher place than you. And so for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, your ways, saith the Lord. And then verse nine, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. That's sometimes hard for people to accept. One of the greatest things you can do is Wake up to the fact that compared to God, you know nothing. If you ever just wake up and say, Lord, compared to you, I know nothing. I am not the one in power here. Amen. Come on. You ever, you know, you get, uh, why do you think people get arguments? Because they feel like they're right. Right. Nobody ever argues and says, no, I'm telling you, you are right. I mean, I just want you to just accept it. You're right. Most of the time is we think different than someone else and we don't agree. 
And so we're arguing. How many know God doesn't argue? God's never arguing with anyone. Because his way is the right way. His way is higher. And so he says, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so now if we understand that, if his ways are higher, then I will tell you what God's telling us today is God is saying, come on up here with me. Why are we going to keep spending our Christian experience beneath God when he's saying, come up? And then we stay low, but then we're praying for God to rescue us and do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, God is like, just come up. Because, I see, I don't think like you. You know what God doesn't do? He doesn't go to YouTube to get his opinions. He doesn't go to YouTube to get his outlook on life. You know what I'm saying? You know what God is doing is laughing. And what people are doing, they clicking self-proclaimed prophets. Oh, there's a lot of self-proclaimed prophets. Well, you know, I, I'm, I flow in the uh, gift of the prophetic. Who are you? I don't know. You know, some of these people, man, they could just be in their garage. Just making up some stuff. They just got a camera just making up some stuff. And talking about, I got a hold of the Lord and he gave me a word. And then people are following that crap. But you got the word right here. And, and the thing is, is you need to surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, the only way that these self-proclaimed prophets and all this type of stuff are able to exist is because of the emotions of people, the human emotions. We need somebody to look to because we don't want to look at God because if we look at God, he's going to mess around and make us look at ourselves. And we're going to realize that we got issues that we need to deal with and we need to bring some correction to ourselves. But if I look at the prophet liar, he ain't going to make me self-reflect. He's going to feed my emotions. He's going to let me hear what I want to hear. I want to hear the what they call it, the T. I want to hear the talk. I want to hear what's going on. I don't want to hear nobody telling me I need to make corrections. But if you go to God, come on, you go to God, you get close enough to God, God's going to tell you, see, I don't like that about you right there. See that right there? You need to clean that up. Oh, see, you think I'm playing. See, that's why people don't go and they're not trying to go behind the veil. I said, oh, now let me get back on YouTube because uh, on YouTube, they was talking about everybody else, but I got in my prayer closet and God started talking about me. See, right? You see what I'm saying? But but what do we want? Oh, well, you know, I heard this and heard that. And how did it help you? It ain't help me to hear nothing about nobody. I need to hear what God's saying to me about me. I don't need to hear God telling me about somebody else. Because a lot of people, I don't even know them. I can't fix them. I can't do nothing. I want to hear God talk to me about me. And so that whatever I need to correct, I can get that corrected. So that I can go where God's taking me. And, and we don't have to worry about what's going on with everybody else. But God is saying, come up here with me. Okay, now, Psalm, go to Psalm 1830. So that you know, God is trustworthy for you to go up there with him. 
You've never done no favors for God. You've never advised him. There's never been a problem that God needed help with. And he called on you and you saved the day. It does not work. You get opportunities. Now, if God blesses you to be a blessing to the families of the earth. He don't need you to do that. Because if you don't want to be used that way, then he'll use someone else. So we got to understand, okay, God ain't playing. As for God, his way is perfect. What does perfect mean? It's, it's without fault, infallible. It's not, it's not being, it's not under construction. Y'all in here with me. God's way is not under construction. And it's not up for debate. And there's no improvement that we, oh, well, you know, well, see, God needs, well, you know, because God needs to start doing it this way, I'm telling you. This, his ways are past finding out. And so he, God's on a level that, <coughs> excuse me, we can't even compete with. But we can acknowledge it. We can say, oh, wow. So as for God, his way is perfect. Now look at this. The word of the Lord is tried. I'm always trying to encourage people to get in the book. Because if you come up to me <clears throat> talking <clears throat> some gibberish, I'm going to know it's gibberish because I'm in the book. Man, I heard pl- plenty of people coming up talking some stuff. I said, man, what scripture is that? There ain't no scripture. You made that up. Amen. Early on in my walk, man, there people was coming up. And I think God was fortifying me so that I could just be strong. But I'm telling you, I had the Muslims coming up to me. I had the Mormons. I wasn't even trying to get to them. I wasn't trying to look at them, mess with them. Listen, one day I was at the park stretching, doing some little exercise. And this brother, man, I'm telling you, I'm thinking like, Lord, where did he come from? Because I was all the way at the back by the fence and the freeway was behind me and the parking lot was a long way away to where I know between one of them stretches, I would have seen him walking. This man just shows up on me. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't really well versed in the, I was in the book, but I wasn't like all in the spiritual warfare. That could have been a demon. I don't know. But he got there effortlessly. And, I, and, and me out of all people started talking to me about some Bible stuff. I said, well, I got my Bible in the car. Let's go look at it. Oh, no, I need you to come over here to this house. Come over here to this meeting because, see, we want to get you over here to the meeting. And we got some hot dogs. And I don't want no hot dogs, man. I got my Bible in the car. Let's get into it. But why would something like that happen? Well, God was fortifying me. God was letting me know because I'll tell you what I prayed When I first got saved, I said, God, if this is your word, you got to explain it to me and you got to break it down to me because I'm too hard headed to listen to someone else. Back then, I was just coming out of a life of rebellion. So I had no respect for very many people at all, let alone some man up here telling me what to do. But God had to break that Bible down. And so he had to know that I was believing it because he had to allow the enemy to send me some naysayers and some and then see if I'm going to 
back off because sometimes you think you know something until you're challenged. So sometimes you think you know that your prosperity comes from God until you get hit with a bill. Come on, y'all. Now you get hit with a bill. Now we're going to know what you really believe. Amen. Come on, somebody. That's what the demons are saying. They say, oh, wait till that come in the mail. Then we're going to see where they really stand. But if you know that your God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, it don't matter what it looks like. You're fortified. You're standing on it and you ain't about to confess nothing else in the name of Jesus. You laugh at that stuff. Because I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. People go into this contemplation. They start going into all this stuff. Well, they're not fortified on the word. And that's what he's saying. He says the word of the Lord is tried. And so that means it could be tested. You can prove that it's true. You can get you a scripture and stand on it and prove that it's true. Well, how are you going to prove that it's true? It's got to work. It's got to work you through some adversity. Huh? If the word is true that God's going to supply all of your needs, then guess what? Your needs got to be supplied. You got to stand on it. And so the word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. Now, in this scripture, you understand that his way is perfect. Look at your name and say, don't be trying to change God. Well, you didn't you didn't hear you didn't see some people trying to change God. Huh? They start talking about, well, you know, now all of a sudden all this is acceptable. God didn't say it's acceptable. You did. Right. But God says, I am the Lord. I change not. And so man tries to change God. He can't. And so don't try to change him. Just bow to him. Say his way is perfect. So God will tell you, maybe sometimes you might not have enough revelation or clarity. But if you pray, he'll let you know. He'll let you know if something is right for you or if it's wrong. But the question is, are you going to listen to him? You, you, you get in a decision, you got to make a decision. Should I buy this? Should I marry this person? Should I do this? If you see God, he'll always tell you. And he'll let you know. But you got to trust and know that his way is perfect. He just told me no. But I really want this. Oh, I can't see. I'm not. He just said no, but I don't know if I'm hearing the Lord right because it just seems like everything is just lying. It's just falling in line. I mean, it's just I'm talking about the devil knows how to bring everybody to you to entice you. God said, don't go in there. And then the devil know he'll bring a whole entourage of people and they'll make it look so good. And you start thinking, well. I thought I thought then see you go from God told me no to. I I thought the Lord said no, but let me pray again, because I, I might not have heard. No, you heard him, right? God said, no, ain't no need to what you back here for. And, and I'm going to pray. On, I need to pray on that. No, we already dealt with this. But now. The devil's enticing you. And nothing ever works out because it wasn't God's plan. 
But if I if I know his way is perfect. Then that means I just want to do what he says, because my way is not perfect, but his is. I just want to do what God says. His way is perfect. And his word is a buckler, meaning a shield and a protector. And so I'm always going to be shielded and protected as long as I stay in his book. Now, people, a lot of times people are doing this. They go to prayer and they say, oh, well, I feel like the Lord said this. Ain't no feeling. Well, I, I was praying and I feel like the Lord. Did he or did you feel like he did? Because when God tells you something, you ain't going to feel it. What do you mean, Pastor? I'm not going to feel like a cool breeze? No. What about chill bumps? I know because that's I heard about them chill bumps. That ain't him. What do you need to give you some chill bumps for? He just going to tell you, don't do it. Or do it. See, God says stuff like that. Go now. Be still. But everybody's waiting for it. Everybody's waiting for a sermon. Everybody's waiting for something. Oh, no, it's got to be deeper than that. That's why, see, you ever seen it? Nah, man, I hate to even, uh, it's a shame that we got to mention this stuff. But you see some people, man, they're coming up with antics. I, I saw, I think maybe my wife or sister, me or somebody, they be showing me these funny videos. But I think I've seen, we've seen somebody getting prayed over. Wasn't somebody getting hit over the head with a Bible or something? The lady came up and she's getting prayed over and the man is like, Bam. But let me tell you, if the pastor hits you in the head with a Bible, go on and get up out of there, man. That's assault. Amen. That is not, ain't nothing spiritual about getting hit in the head with a Bible. And somebody trying to call that spiritual. Huh? I didn't, I'm talking about, I just seen them doing stuff like people coming up and they just, you know, pouring oil all on. Hey, man. Brother, I got what am I, I got this on. I can't what? You just going, oh, this is ruined. Oh, but God, you said, get that anointing, God. I don't care about your suit. No, no, he care about this suit. He got he got me this suit. But people are falling for this stuff. Why? Because they're looking to idols, man. They're looking to people. And that's why they fall for this stuff. That's why somebody could get up and just be talking a bunch of gibberish. And you don't even know what they're talking about. But because everybody up in there is amen and then screaming and woo, ah, and it's like, what is happening here? And then it's catching on. Because people in their emotions are look. they're not looking to live higher. See, to me, I feel like if you let's say you went to a conference and the conference and it's popping, man, it's moving. The power is so strong and everything is going on, man. And everybody's feeling, you know, because the faith conferences and stuff, I'm not against it. But everybody goes and they get hyped up. But what happens on Tuesday? So you was hyped up, man, on Friday night. You was I think I saw you running around the church. But now on Tuesday, you're talking about how I'm going to pay this. You know what I'm saying? This thing should be working. Listen, if you was hyped up on Friday night, you ought to have you some power to walk in on Tuesday. But the problem is people are feeding into others' emotions. Because they don't want to tell you if you want 
to get in shape, you're going to have to get a better diet. So in the spirit, you want to get in shape, you got to get a better diet. You got to get in the book. You got to stop watching the news. Oh, man, I just, you know, because I really like to be informed. Yeah, you got the wrong information. God's ways are higher. God is never consulting CNN or Fox News. God never consults them about what's going on. If you get in this, his word is a buckler. It's tried. It's tested. It's going to work. Come on. In 2024, just like it worked in 1824, it's the same word. But we've got to be those that commit to it. Amen. So his word is a buckler. A shield and a protector. Now go to Matthew now. Matthew 11. See, God doesn't want us down here kicking and scratching and fighting. And uh, even in like faith, you know, we we believe in faith and we believe in speaking the right thing. And we believe in doing all this stuff. But we don't believe it so much that we're just taking on the battle. I'm just agreeing with God. I'm not making my own way. Amen. Come on, if you're making your own way, that's wrong. You should be agreeing with God and working with God, not becoming your own person where it's all on you and you're just. That's what the world does. We walk through doors. Come on. We don't kick down doors. Come on. We don't pick locks. Come on. I mean, sometimes if it's locked, maybe God don't want you in there. You might need to say, Lord, I thought this was open, but it's locked. So let me go back into prayer. And God might say, yeah, I didn't open it yet. Because when I open it, you're going to go up there and the door ain't even going to be closed. It's going to be wide open. You just walk in there. But if we get in God's way, oh, man, I got to get it now. I got to. No, you need to just bow. Trust him. Know his way is perfect. Know that he's ordering your steps. Know that he don't make any mistakes. Come on. God knows what he's doing. And then he wants you to take your load and put it on him. I'll tell you, man, a good exercise is every time you feel pressure, you ought to just stand up and shake it off. Say, man, I'm feeling pressure on this thing. Stand up, shake it off. Wipe it off your shoulders. Come on. You feel something coming on your heavy weight. And then here you go. Oh, man, I don't know what. Oh, hold on. Thank you, Lord, for the reminder. Stand up, shake it out. Let me take that thing off, man. This ain't mine. I I have no way of fixing this. His way is perfect. His word is tried and tested. I'm going to stand on the book and I'm going to see God come through for me. And then he says, this is what Jesus says. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, rest is the best work you can do. Oh, yeah, I'm giving y'all some nuggets up in here, man. Rest is the best work you can do. Wait, what? What does he mean? Be still and know that I'm God. Sometimes you got to work to rest. Oh, because you can't shut your mind off. Oh, come on, man. You got to work to rest. You got to work to be still because your mind is wired to work you to the bone. And that's why you won't be replenished. That's why you won't be 
drained. There's people today who can't sleep because they can't shut it off. You can't shut it off because you're still in control. Oh, come on, man. Jesus slept in the, in the boat and it was a storm. Some of y'all it ain't no noise. It's quiet. Come on, you got atmosphere set up right. You got the temperature just right. You got a fancy bed. You got all this stuff and still can't sleep. Hmm? Oh, because I'm, I'm just, I'm just what, trying to be God? Is that what you're doing? Some of y'all, I think Pastor D read something about God is a jealous God. Didn't he say something like that? Yeah. What if God came up on you and said, see, you can't sleep because you're trying to be me. And I just need to let you to know today I'm, I'm a jealous God. Amen. Mm. Say what? Yeah, you, you're going to be awake for this whooping. <laughs> Woo! Come on. That's not what we do. We obey God. We trust him. Lord, you know what? This, uh, let me help you with this. Sometimes you're going to have to go to sleep even though it ain't fixed. Because you're going to have to receive. It's like when you tell me what to do, I'm going to do it. Lord, I, you didn't tell me to do nothing. I'm about to knock out. And when you rest, that's when he is really working. And really, when it's off your mind, now he's free to do more. Because when it's on your mind, you are hindering him. Because your soul is affecting your spirit. And your spirit is designed to flow with God. But your soul is trying to get you to know what God knows. But he just said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. God has fixed so many things for me. It's like I had no way of even. Ain't no way I would have thought of that. And God says, see, I never asked you to think about nothing. I want you. If you want to think about something, think about how you can start obeying me more this year, because I don't think you really did that good last year. So now we talk about all this thinking. Let's start thinking about that rebellion in you. And then people say, that's why I don't like getting too spiritual, because it's too deep. Every, God's going to change everything about you, man. He's going to change every single part of you. And the best thing you can do is surrender and just let him do what he does. So he says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you. And that means yoke up with God. Get close to him. Don't don't tie yourself to your problems. Tie yourself to God. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. And, and he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, let's look at this in the message. This is how we're going to get all these great things happening. You know, you're not going to have any great things happen in 2024 because you made it happen. If you make it happen... Hopefully it lasts for you. I want what God's going to do. Amen. I'm expecting to walk through doors that I hadn't. I didn't even have to have the key. I just went up in there because that's. Oh, yeah, is that you, Lord? Yes. That's all I'm doing. I just want to listen to God. This, this is what you want us to do? Okay. That's what we're going to do as a church. I'm not. I'm not coming in here with all these great drawn out plans, and I. I don't have them all. 
You know, I came here and said, we're moving, but didn't know where. What, man, shouldn't you plan better than that? I didn't get no blueprint. I just got a word to go on. And I'm going to go on that word. And I'm going to keep going. I get the next word. Yes, Lord. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All I want to do is hear him. Because his way is always right. It always works out. Now, if I take every care and give it to him, I can experience a good life. He says, are you tired? You know, sometimes we don't say stuff like that because we don't want to be speaking. You know, I'm not trying to speak death. But sometimes, you know, you are tired. Sometimes you're tired of dealing with the situation you've been dealing with. Come on, somebody. I'm just saying we up in church and we can be honest. Sometimes you're like, man, I'm about had it with this. Lord, I'm just saying. Y'all don't want to admit that in church. You say, Pastor. Now, nah, Pastor, because I, I don't get like that with the Lord. Well, I'm telling you, you can. You don't need to get like that with the world. See, the problem with a lot of people is they cry out to the world. Don't cry out to God. God got the ears to handle your stuff. But the world don't have the ears to handle your stuff. So what you need to do is be honest with God. Don't be going to God all prepped for prayer. Well, let me wash my face. I'm going, I'll, I'll be right back. I'm going into the throne room. Man, forget all that. You need to be honest with God. God, I'm tired of this. <laughs> Man, I need some help. He, Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He didn't tell you to be quiet about it. Well, I can't say nothing. No, you don't need to go saying it to everybody, spreading all your junk, telling everybody your problems, but don't even want to go in there and be honest with God. You need to go to God and tell him all your stuff. Amen. And when everybody else, listen, there was a lady in the book of Kings and uh, it was an example where, matter of fact, I think she did something for the man of God. She built a little house for him. You know, y'all remember that he's on the journey. But then she got blessed. What do you want? They wanted a child. Well, she was barren. She got a child. Well, then all of a sudden, sometime later, the child died. The child was in the field and and had like it seemed like a heat stroke or something like that. And the child died. Well, guess what? The woman said she got to go to the man of God. She had to go see the man of God. But I'm going to tell you this right now. And I don't know the exact scripture, but I know it's in Kings. But she said her husband said, well, where are you going? I got to go see the man of God. And he said, well, what is it? Is there something going on? What's, you know, now the boy was dead. But she told her husband all is well. Man, I might have to find that, man. Where is that? Y'all know that scripture? It's in Kings, man. It's either Elijah or Elisha, but it's in Kings. And then he goes, she goes, get the man of God. The man of God doesn't go, but he sends his servant. And the servant goes over there and Elijah tells him, here, take this, whatever. Take a staff, take this and go over there. And it didn't work. And then Elijah came over there and he laid on the boy. Y'all remember that story? Come on, somebody find that for me. He, he, 2 Kings 4.19. So I, I got to, uh, what I, I want to, see, that's a word. You know, you got a Bible church, man. When you can, the pastor can say, hey, what scripture is it? And people be like, hold on, we got this. Second Kings what? Four, nine, eight, four, nine, two, okay, so let me, 
115, serving the main officer. Okay. Okay, wait. Is this, uh, yeah. Which one is it that says, uh, maybe it's before, oh, yeah, that was, uh, again, and the child in his eyes. 34, sneeze. 34. It's in there. I just want to get to the part where she told her husband, all is well. Okay, yeah, he, so he's 19, he says, to the father of my head. So he's out there working with it. So 2 Kings chapter 4, 19, um, but he, he's saying unto the father of my head, and, and so, you know, he's got this pain. But then, let, look at this. Uh, now, it says, she shall be well, but one of these translations says, uh, it will be all right. One of them says, uh, all is well, but let's look at verse 23. And so we know what's happening. The boy is dead, but then now this is the woman. The woman has an opportunity to say something and her husband said, what's wrong? And, uh, it says when now that was going to him this day, but it's, it's not the new moon or the Sabbath. And she said, it shall be well. And then I don't know if it's NLT, try the NLT, but we get the message. She said it was she said it shall be well. But one of the scriptures said all is well. And so what does that mean? She did not go. How come she didn't go tell her husband? I'm going to the man of God because our son is upstairs dead. Verse 23. Verse 23. And then he says, but it will be all right. One of these is it's in one of them. But y'all get what I'm saying. She had an opportunity to speak. So what did she speak? She said, all is well, but all wasn't well. But what did she speak when she had an opportunity to speak? See, now let me tell you, I don't know, a kingdom secret. When you talk to God, that's protected language. Come on, somebody. When I'm communicating with God, I can be in my car and I can communicate with God. That's protected conversation. But when I go tell my wife, or I go tell somebody, my brother, my, I, now that's not protected. And so the devil can grab that and he can say, oh, let's work with that. But when it's protected, it's me and God. And she could have been with God like, oh no, Lord. Mm-mm. This is what's going on. And she could be honest. And it's the same for all of us. We could be honest with God. And when it's time to speak with someone else, Come on. <laughs> Excuse me. That's why I say stuff like, well, I'm experiencing a healing. Or, you know, I tell you, say you're experiencing a healing. Well, I feel terrible. Well, tell that to God. But don't tell that to somebody who got no power to heal you. Oh, y'all. Oh, sometimes husbands, man, husbands are like babies. And they be whining. Let me whine and then say, I'm talking about, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I don't feel good today, sweetie. <laughs> Slap that brother with the Bible. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, don't do that. But you don't want sympathy. I don't want sympathy. So that's why I don't go to my wife saying, oh, I'm just having that feeling. I never do that. I don't want no sympathy. I want to be healed. 
I want a manifestation of God's word and God's truth. Amen. Amen. And so she had the opportunity to say something. She said all is well. Well, that's what you ought to say. I mean, I'm going to go out of here today talking about all is well. well. Somebody going to ask you, you know, or uh, they might know about your problems. Hey, well, has that gotten fixed? Oh, yes. It's all good. Oh, really? Yeah, everything's good. All is well. See, you you don't have to wait until it's man. You just got to come into agreement, right? You got to come into agreement and say all is well. If you're looking for God to do something, all is well. Now, let's go back to our scripture. We're going to close in a minute. Um, Go back to uh, Matthew 11. Matthew 11, 28. We're looking in the message. I just want to give you these things so we, we know what we're going into. Okay, in the message translation, um, okay, so are you tired, worn out? Look at that, burnout on religion. That's why a lot of people don't go to church. Church is religion. Church ain't changing their life, and so they don't go. Well, he says, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Y'all see this? Walk with me and what? Work with me. Don't work against God. Work with him. And then he says, watch how I do it. How many of y'all willing to watch how God does it? Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Do you understand what this means? Unforced rhythms of grace. You can't make anything happen. You have to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Watch God just flowing there. All you got to do is be in position to walk through the door once he opens it. But if I'm in there tussling, I'm forcing something, I'm trying, it's a fight. Uh-uh. Why am I fighting? The one fight you got is the fight of faith. It's to keep your faith. It's to keep believing in the midst of people who stop believing. But you don't have to force anything. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. Y'all getting this today? Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely. And what? So why are we stressed out? He said, if I keep company with him, maybe I'm stressed out because I ain't keeping enough company. Oh, come on, see? I'm passive and I'm saved. You can't be judging my relationship. I ain't got time to judge your relationship. I'm just teaching you how to get up out that depression. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So you ought not be all bogged down and sad and sorrowful. You ought to be. He says, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What does freely and lightly mean? I ain't got a care in the world. Why? Because I cast all my cares unto him and he cares for me. As long as I be in right standing with God, then God's going to work everything out for me. We don't have to force anything. We don't have to kick down any doors. We simply have to step into what God has for us. I'm telling you, he's got good stuff for you. You just got to be able to step into it. The way you step into it, you step in because you're in position. Amen. You step in because you're in position. Go to Exodus 14, 21, 22. I'm giving you all extra teaching today. I'm going to give a good confession and we're going to go. But I got to give you all this word. 
So we know the children of Israel were being chased. And they did not have to figure out how to get through the Red Sea. The Red Sea was an obstacle that they couldn't get through. But they didn't have to figure out how to get through it. They just had to be on God's path. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea and the Lord opened up a path. Look at your name and say, God's going to open up a path. Come on. I'm telling you, we're going to get this today. God is opening up a path. God opened up a path for word of life. We need to move. And there was no buildings available. Come on, somebody. God says, I'll open up a path. We had, we needed to move and there was no buildings available. Then we saw one we liked and it was occupied. Come on, somebody. But God says, I'll open up a path. How many know God open up a path and have somebody that's in your space move out? There are no jobs. God will open up a path. Come on. I seem like I can't. You can't buy a house during this time. God will open up a path. Come on. You got to be one that trusts God. Say, God will open up a path. And then what he says here is he opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. What? They walk not sludge their way through the mud. They walk through on dry ground. When God does it, you ain't got to sweat for it. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, uh, y'all need to get this, man. When God does it, you ain't got to sweat for it. You ain't got to uh, make no unholy alliance with somebody. You don't have to sacrifice your morals to get it. Come on. When God does it, you simply walk right into it. And he's doing this right now. They walk through on dry ground with walls of water on each side. And they didn't have to figure out how to do it. They just had to be in position to step in. They had to be in position to step in. Come on, look at your name and say, you're going to have to be in position to step in. Come on. This is how this works. You'll be in position to step in Isaiah 45, two through three. Let's look at that. Isaiah 45, two through three. I will go before thee. Y'all believe that you believe God's going to go before you. Come on. When you step out into 2024 and go into all these things that God has for you, you believe he's going before you. Do you believe that when you go in there, you're not going to have to get in there and cut down trees. You're going to walk on the path that he prepared because he'll go before you. He says, I'll go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I'll break in pieces the gates and brass and cut in asunder the bars of iron. Everything that's trying to keep you out. God is going to go before you and break it up. Come on. Every, oh, man, some of y'all got healing waiting on you. You got prosperity waiting on you. But you got to learn how to let God go before you. And when God goes before you, he going to break down everything that's trying to keep you out. Because the devil can't stop God's blessing. The devil can't stop God's blessing on word of life. Come on, somebody. We didn't have a lot of mouths come against us. We didn't have a lot of opposition come against us. But God says, I'll go before you. And I'm going to cut a path. All I need from you is unwavering obedience. Come on, preach the word in season and out of season. Say what I tell you to say, even when they don't want to hear. Keep teaching the truth and watch me open doors that no man can shut. And ain't nobody going to be able to say nothing about it. Can't nobody complain. Can't nobody do nothing because God does it. 
And all man can do is watch. And the enemy will gnash his teeth and melt away. You don't have to worry about the opposition coming against you. What you need to do is position yourself to walk through because God will do it. We just got to position ourselves to receive it. Isaiah 119, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. There's plenty of good in the land, but you got to be willing and obedient. You got to be one that says, I'm going to be willing and obedient. Don't make God twist your arms because he's not really going to do that. Say, God, I'm willing and I'm obedient. I'm going to do everything you say. Job 36, 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures forevermore. And so this is what God is uh, making available to us. And now before I close, I got to make sure I leave you with this. We have to get rid of all negative emotions. Anything that will keep you down when God is calling you up, you got to get rid of it. You got to acknowledge. I want you to start paying attention to how you feel after you watch something. I want you to start paying attention to how you feel after you talk to someone. Now, I know I always say you can't be in your feelings, but there is some things you need to pay attention to. Oh, man, I just watched that news and I feel depressed. Hmm. Maybe you might not want to watch that. I just watched that YouTube and I'm feeling kind of negative. I'm talking about I'm looking for the rapture now. I didn't went into forget forget the new house. I'm ready for the rapture. Is that a trumpet I hear over there? Listen, you can't make the rapture happen. So you think you sitting down just talking about God, I'm ready to go. God, just letting you know I'm ready to go. We ready tonight. Oh, this has gotten terrible. We ready tonight. That's negative emotions pulling you down. Oh, see, some of y'all got some people you talk to. Mm. I'm, I'm going to close now. I'm, I done kept you a little longer, but just get over it. You're going to be all right. Because all this stuff I'm teaching, you got to get this, man. You're going to be walking into some results this year. But listen, if you pay attention, I'm always talking about this. This takes effort. So if I'm if I'm trying to go up with God, I want to go up walking high. How many of y'all that sounded good, right? You say, I'm walking high, man. I'm just up here walking with the Lord. And you know what comes with that is favor, right? He surrounds the righteous with favor as with the shield, Psalm 512. And so when I'm walking up here, like rules get changed for me, amen? Come on, somebody. When I'm walking up on high, I mean, stuff works out for me that don't work out for everybody else because I'm walking up on high. But I got to get rid of negative emotions because those negative, negative emotions will cause me to come down when God is saying, come up. When I start talking about this new building, even when I went over there and we found it and God moved the people and he did all this stuff and we come up with a good deal and it's all working out. Do you know the realtor still called me and he says some old craziness? I don't know if this is possible. I'm like, what? Brother, it's too late for that. No, man, let me help you understand. We, this is our spot. We moving in. Did you hear me? I got to stay away from negative emotions because if I let those negative emotions, see, God is trying to get me up here and say, listen, up here, I run everything. Listen, up here, I move timetables. Come on, somebody. I move schedules. Come on, somebody. Down here, they say, oh, that can't get approved or that can't happen. But up here, oh, up here, I just tell you what day to have church. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. 
See, I, I never asked you to have all this stuff. But down here they say, oh, well, we can't do this. And there's so many obstacles. You'd be amazed at how many obstacles people come up with. And God never once told me, listen, I don't know anything about construction. Y'all in here with me. I have never built a wall. I've never installed nothing but set some stuff in my house. You know what I'm saying? You start trying to save money. You say, well, let me go on YouTube and see if I can fix this. <laughs> but I don't know all that. But what I do know is all of the promises of God are yes and in him. Amen. That's what I do know. And so I know that God works all things together for good for those of us who love him and are called according to his purpose. Well, I decree over your life that you're called according to his purpose. Amen. I decree over this church that we are called according to his purpose. And so we're not about to back down. We're not about to take a no. You can't take no when God said yes. Who can tell you no when God said yes? All you got to know is that he said yes and make sure you're it's not a yes that you made. Come on. It's not your yes. It's his yes. And now because of that, you're going to get all this preferential treatment and just watch God's favor take over your life. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for giving us the word that we need. It's the word that fortifies us. It's the word to give us hope in the midst of troubling situations. But we know you're able and we know you're willing. And so we just thank you for that. We praise you and honor you. And she can come on back because she got work to do over there so she can get. Amen. And so we just thank you so much, Lord, for blessing us and keeping us. Now we pray right now for maybe those that. Maybe you're here or you're watching and you don't know Jesus as Lord. We want you to know you can come into the kingdom and you can do it right now. Don't wait. Just do it right now. Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. He says, if anyone would open, I'd come in and dine with them. That's what he's going to do. Come in and your life will change. Church, let's repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus. Please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please. And fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God.